The Addams Family, a popular comic-turned-television comedy, hit the airwaves across the United States September 18, 1964. This show, along with a few others, introduced common households to the very real concept of death, exposing us to a family who is all but a bit too familiar with the concept. With names like Morticia, Cousin It, and Uncle Fester, the dark grimace of tragedy became humorous and helped take the sting away from the looming idea of dying, all while providing a beautiful undertone of a life worth living to the fullest, and not giving in to the societal stigmas life tries to place on us. But this special Halloween bonus episode isn't about dark humor or old television shows, though The Addams Family does have a bit in common with where we are going. You see, The Addams Family had a helper that could have been cast straight from the Book of Daniel. He was a hand servant, if you will, and his name was Thing T. Thing. Thing was a dismembered hand that roamed about and performed services for the family. Which, ironically, is exactly what showed up to the party one fateful night in King Belshazzar's courts in Daniel chapter 5. Happy Halloween! You're listening to a bonus episode of Itinerant. Biblical History Beyond the Bible, presented by The Reckless Pursuit, and I'm Cody Johnston. Belshazzar, son of Nabonidus, was the current reigning king over the Neo-Babylonian Empire in 556 BCE. One evening, Belshazzar threw a feast for all his wives, concubines, and the lords of his kingdom. A banquet was laid before them and the wine flowed aplenty. But this party wasn't lavish enough for the king. His wives and royal court officials deserved something unique, something no one else had ever partaken in. So he ordered for the golden vessels, those stolen out of the temple of Israel, to be brought to their table. They poured themselves a glass of red in the temple's finest vessels and cranked the party up to ten. As the party drew on into the night and all the Babylonian gods had been past their blessings, things began to take a turn from fun and festive to downright freaky. A dismembered hand appeared in the banquet hall just opposite of the lampstand where Belshazzar and his guests were dining. Pen in hand, the ghostly appendage began writing out a prophecy for all to see. The Bible goes on to say that King Belshazzar froze as he locked his gaze on the ghostly rider. His color changed and he began to grow faint and trembled, causing his knees to knock together. Now, I can't help but think about the classic Scooby-Doo cartoon where Scooby and Shaggy encountered literally anything out of the ordinary. Ironically, there's 
been a fair share of ghostly hands in the Scooby-verse as well. Maybe that's not the literary style the writers of Daniel were going for, but it works all the same. The Trembling King summoned all the enchanters and astrologers in his kingdom, but none of them could decipher the writing that had been carved on the wall. About to give up, the king grew pale once more as fear settled upon his shoulders. But just as all seemed to be sinking into hopelessness, and this was all a lost cause, in walked the queen who boldly declared she knew just the guy. His name was Belteshazzar, the queen exclaimed. He was once appointed as the wisest of men for being able to interpret the dreams of the once king Nebuchadnezzar. Side note, it seems the Neo-Babylonian Empire had a thing for names ending in Tsar. So much so that when the once young Daniel came to be a servant to the king, they changed his name to the quite similar one, Belteshazzar. It seemed this was the man for the job, so they summoned him to the king's banquet hall and had him read over the haunted inscription left behind by the bodiless hand. It means your kingdom will be captured, David decreed. You, O King Belshazzar, have lifted yourself up above the one true God and have not humbled your heart. You have praised the gods of silver and gold, of bronze, iron, and wood and stone, which do not see or hear or know, but the God in whose hand is your breath and whose are all your ways you have not honored. David went on to read the writing and the prophecy began to unfold. Mene, Mene, Tekel, Parsin interpreted these words mean that God has numbered the days of your kingdom and has brought it to an end. You have been weighed in the balances and found wanting. Your kingdom is decided and has been given to the Medes and the Persians. That very night, Darius the Mede took the throne after Belshazzar was killed. The book of Daniel never goes on to say much else about Belshazzar's death. We know he perished, but the details are pretty vague. That is, until you take a look at some other great works of Jewish literature. There, you can find the rest of the morbid and frightening tale. In the Midrash, a method of rabbinic exegesis retellings of certain classic stories from the Talmud, it is said that after the dismembered hand delivered its message, Belshazzar gave orders to his guards that no one should enter his chambers fearing someone might attempt to murder him while he slept. Fearing for his life, he wanted to ensure the prophecy did not come to pass. But to what I can only assume was because of the copious gorging on food and wine, the king became a bit ill in the night. He snuck out of his own room and down the back hallways of the palace to go and, well, relieve himself from his overconsumption. How he managed to get past his own guards and go outside is beyond me, but 
upon trying to re-enter, he had a bit of a problem. He had declared to his doorkeepers that not one was to enter the palace, not even one dressed as the king himself. And since he snuck out, the guards had no idea if he was the true king or just a well-placed disguise. I'm sure it was dark and everyone was a bit on edge. So when King Belshazzar began to get a bit frustrated and maybe even a bit forceful, his guards, trying to defend the very king they were unknowingly quarreling with, drew out their swords and with one swoop, lobbed off the king's head. Off of his shoulders and onto the ground, the king's head rolled and just like that, the prophecy had now been given the room to come to pass. That just goes to show you, not only can your paranoia cost you an arm or a leg, it might just make you lose your head altogether. One final note to tie all this up nice and pretty. Remember how I mentioned the Thing from the Addams Family? Well, originally, Thing was supposed to be something much more creepy than a dismembered hand. He was supposed to be a dismembered head. It rolled freely about the manor, but that was dubbed a bit too disturbing for TV at that time. And yet, here we are, with not just a dismembered hand, but also a king losing his head as well. Who says biblical history is boring? So this Halloween evening, when you're out with your friends enjoying the night of a lifetime, remember, you never know what you might just see. Oh. And be sure to write it down, because when God wants to speak, he will find a way. I mean, think about it. A ghostly hand with a knack for heavenly languages? You've got to hand it to him on that one. Thank you for listening to this episode of Itinerant. If you enjoy the show, take a moment to subscribe, rate, and share it on with a friend. Word of mouth is a powerful thing and your recommendation is much appreciated. You can find out more about me and the show at itinerantpodcast.com. I co-host another podcast called The Reckless Pursuit. The Reckless Pursuit is a show dedicated to providing a safe place for Christians to ask unsafe questions. If you need a community of people where you can talk about your questions safely, we might just be your tribe. No matter your current church status or even religious views, all questions are welcome to help us grow and lay down our spiritual baggage. So if you feel like a spiritual nomad, we invite you to stop and rest. The journey is long, but the beauty lies within it. And until next time, keep searching. You never know what mysteries lie ahead.